Welcome to Louise's Health Kick podcast, the CPD series. In this educational series, Louise is in conversation with numerous experts to discuss the many aspects of food and lifestyle which impact on early childhood development. This CPD is linked to Louise's series of short courses for the early years and education sector. How Food Shapes Your Child CPD courses show you why feeding a child is so much more than putting food on their plates. Hello and welcome to Louise's CPD podcast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Lee Connolly, also known as the Skinny Jeans Gardener. Lee is a children's and family gardening presenter and between 2015 and 2018 he was the Blue Peter Gardener and this really fueled Lee's passion for children's gardening and he was actually the first um, Blue Peter Gardener to bring an allotment to the Blue Peter Garden which is quite surprising that I went all that time with that one um, but Lee also does lots of work on TV he's had multiple shows and worked with various celebrities Jamie Oliver has been on Sunday Brunch he's worked with Alan Titchmarch and he's also an author and has an amazing initiative for schools so I've invited Lee along because as part of this CPD podcast we're looking at early food relationships and how we can help children to really shape that early food relationship with their food habits and their just general food awareness. So I want to talk to Lee about why it's so important that children appreciate where food comes from and the benefits that gardening and being involved in nature can bring to children. So thanks a lot for coming along, Lee. And um, first of all, just tell us what, what really fueled you to go into this whole world of gardening and growing Wow, that is that's such a big question because I <laughs> I didn't. Oh, thanks for the introduction as well. Well, I'm forgetting through that. Um, what, the reason I got into gardening, I got into gardening when I was 26, and I never did any gardening at school at all, even as as a child. I always thought that gardening was for elderly people that they did in their retirement, and I never even knew it was a career that you could dive into. So uh, it wasn't until I was 26 and I moved out of my family home that I started an allotment and, uh, and, and found that passion that, that was always sitting there somewhere, um, but had just never been ventured into uh, at a younger age. And I love it. I loved it so much. Like, I, I got into it with my brother and we both had no idea what we were doing. And we just learned as we went along, met some amazing people. And somehow, you know how these things work, somehow it became a job and it's, it's the best thing ever. It's, it's a big turnaround, isn't it, from not having sort of done any gardening at all until the age of 26 to becoming, you know, where you are now, you know, being the blue piece of gardener, doing what you do now. It's, it's a big, it's obviously the passion was there, but it's, it's still a big jump to have made and an amazing sort of success story from from that sort of the, the seeds, if you like, if we go a gardening analogy, of, um, of your beginnings with it all. When you had your allotment, was there a particular food that you grew that was like wow it's growing it's working was the kind of that moment of seeing something go from some you know soil to some produce the first thing I ever grew was chilies and I love them I even love them now uh, I did go through a phase where I was just eating them raw and I don't think in my I say older age I'm 34 but in my older age I can do that now maybe in my 20s yeah great but chilies was one of the things that I absolutely loved growing it was my best thing one of the Chilies that I loved growing was, uh, it was called Dragon's Breath. It was a hot chili, but um, exciting to talk to people about. And it was just one of those things that, like, when I speak with my friends, uh, talk about chilies around the, the, the table at the pub, 
everyone's like, wow, that's amazing. Like, it's so cool. Like, it's something different. I was never into football and sports. So to have a subject that I could then discuss with people was amazing. And then obviously ended up on Blue Peter and pretending I was a celebrity. My mates didn't care. But uh, <laughs> but for me, that was, that was amazing to have a childhood TV program um, that then got me into children's gardening. And um, yeah, that's special. Absolutely. It's an iconic program. And we can all remember, you know, seeing the Blue Peter Garden. And it's, you know, it's one of those iconic childhood memories that is, is still going strong today. And you that's, you were the first one to bring an allotment to it. That's, that's quite surprising. Yeah, they always did like grow your own stuff. But we were the first to like design an allotment and, and they had, had it built. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's like amazing. Like for me, like starting an allotment for myself at 26 and that's how I got into garden. That's how I got into grow your own. Um, to then bring that to like children's TV and and to children was uh, incredibly special. Little, I didn't even know I was going to go into children's garden at the time, and I just loved it. I just loved it so much. And there's something about seeing children's faces light up when they're growing something from seed. I always call it like being a magician, uh, like growing something from seed that turns into an actual plant. It's like proper magic, even now to me. Um, and that's incredible. It, it is. That's why I asked you what was that one thing that because it is kind of something quite magical and something. And I think especially when it's something colourful, kind of appears. It's like it's your contrast with what's there before. It's it is an amazing sight to see. So we've touched on kind of the, you getting into children's gardening and, and you know the kind of you know the way that you got to that and the passion that came from from working on Blue Peter, but. What made you think this is really good for children? I know you didn't get into it until the age of 26, so you didn't have that kind of childhood of, of being in that. But what made you kind of think, actually, this is this is really good for children. This is a really good thing for them to get involved with. Do you know what? Like, So uh, when I was get, doing the TV stuff, it was great and I loved it. But it wasn't until I had my daughter and, um, and I, you know, I got her gardening. This, this sounds silly, but at the age of like two months, three months, I had her outside with a little handful of seeds and we were – sowing seeds out there and uh, ever since then like being outside of her uh shows me like the excitement and and what they what well what both of us get as, as father and daughter and as family from being outside and gardening because i, I always call it creating memories because you can create proper memories through gardening and and that's what i've done with her and and um and with going into schools and getting them garden as well it's it's about making that memory and that learning that is really special and stays with you in, uh, in older age. And it's a legacy with garden. It's a legacy as well because the things that you plant can be there for many, many years to come. Um, especially, you know, if you're planting trees and things, it's something that you won't necessarily get the benefit of yourself, but it'll be there for generations to come. So it's, it's kind of leaving a legacy as well, which I think is is it's not an immediate gratification thing with some things it, it can be but not with all, all bits gardening with others it is I'm doing this for the benefit of you know my daughter or her children in the future which will still be there and it will like oh daddy planted this tree you know it's kind of it's kind of there's something quite nice about that but in terms of we know at the moment we're facing quite a lot of health issues um, with with grown-ups and with children and a lot of that is to do with kind of the the, the way that our lifestyle has changed the way that our food industry has changed and the way that we kind of, we live in quite a stressful, whether or not the environment is more stressful or whether or not we just, it's a perceived stress, but it seems to be more fast paced, more stressful. And children are also, you know, 
suffering from what might have been previously considered adult things so that we know that children have you know lots of of adult conditions and they have mental health problems and there's lots of sort of lifestyle things that perhaps children should be exempt from that it's not a free childhood of play etc it can be a childhood that's quite stressful and and they may have health issues so what can gardening bring to take away some of those things from our kind of everyday lives and our stressful situations that children are also exposed to you know, that's, I, I think the biggest thing, you, you touched on it very briefly a second ago, is that gardening teaches patience. Like we are in a world now where if I want to order something, it will come tomorrow. And same with children, they get everything so instantly. You know, we don't even sit and watch telly anymore. We watch, like my daughter wants to watch YouTube. She's seven years old now. Or she wants to watch Netflix. And instant, they have to wait for a program. They have to wait for for the chuckle vision to come on at 4 30 do you know what i mean it's everything's so quick and with gardening it's never going to be like that i was always asked about what are the quickest things for children to grow and i always don't i don't think that's the right question we should be growing stuff that children want to eat what do they want to actually put onto their plate rather than i mean i don't know about you louise but uh, radishes are very fast to grow i'm not a big fan of radishes peter rabbit's a big fan of radishes He's a rabbit, though, isn't he? But <laughs> that's a good point. But I don't mind a radish. <laughs> <laughs> but for children, like I did this test. We had um, we had all of uh, Olive's uh, mates around. We had about ten of them over for her birthday last year, and I did a bit of a gardening themed birthday for her, which she loved. We did like fun stuff as well. But I asked them what sort of vegetables they liked, and I mentioned radishes. And there was just one child that said they'd eat radishes. The rest of the other nine were like, no chance. And that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, they're quick to grow, but it's not what children want to eat. And what we should be looking at, um, even if things do take a long time, um, but children are going to care for them and look after them, then it teaches that patience that that we need to teach in life because we're going we're, we're very slowly losing that. And even as adults, you know, I, I, right as I speak to you right now, I'm at my nan's house because for the last four days, we've not had internet. And it's been like the worst thing in the world to happen to our households for the last four days because we get so used to everything happening so quickly, being able to get information um, in seconds that I feel like that does contribute to children's um, and, and our own mental health issues that that we have because of that and gardening can um fight against that gardening i guess is 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 a way of practicing mindfulness isn't it and we kind of say mindfulness and everyone thinks you have to do something specific and but no gardening can be mindful can't it you're in the moment you're doing something in the moment and that is in essence what mindfulness is you're just away from everything i think that's the, the best thing about it like i have done so much stuff on social media in my career and um my daughter was a massive part of that when she was younger. And it's only been the last, maybe since lockdown in 2020, that I realized that it was actually, um, you know, great for people to see what we were up to, but it was actually taken away from our experience as as parents, as, as, as her as a child. It was taken away from that. And now I try as much as possible just to keep technology away from that situation because it is about that time... Um, where you're just away from everything and you're making memories you're doing something that that no one else um 
can experience in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you touched on growing things that children can actually eat and can enjoy to eat. But just how important is it that we make those connections? Because I've come across children, and I'm sure that you have, who don't necessarily know that certain things grow in the ground or come from trees, that their their assumption of food is, is from what they see in a supermarket. And that kind of disconnection that we have um, with food and where it comes from, you know, the whole sort of farm to fork sort of story, we are losing that a bit. Um, just how important is it for, from your perspective that children understand where food comes from and, and making those early connections? Oh, massive. Oh, I'm a perfect example of this, right? Because I got to 26 years of age not knowing how anything was grown. I honestly thought like cauliflowers grew underground potatoes grew on some like weird little trees I had no idea I went into it totally blind I was 26 years old yeah I'm from Essex and you might be able to use that as an excuse but um but that just shows even for me like I was so amazed I even call it magic now do you know what I mean and that's that's um almost 10 years into my gardening so um so yeah I think uh it's it's it's, it's massively important yeah, exactly. And I think what's most apparent now is in this sort of current sort of the food crisis that we have, the cost of living crisis that we have, and we have this sort of a very different food landscape. And we have to sort of navigate through quite a difficult food landscape. I think it's quite hard to make healthy decisions in the supermarket. It is more expensive. And you know, there are lots of factors that influence our ability to eat healthily. And people may assume, and hopefully you'll be able to um, to dispel this myth, that you can't grow your own unless you have an awful lot of space or you have access to an allotment so is it possible for people who perhaps live in a flat perhaps don't have a garden perhaps don't have access to allotment to grow any of their own produce I love this question because actually most recently I have I've just built a small garden last year which is a fence panel by a fence panel big to prove exactly that because it doesn't matter what space you've got you can still grow your own you can still um get outside and grow your own vegetables you the smaller the space the more thoughtful the vegetable you've got to grow one of the biggest things that i do want to say is that you're never going to be able to grow enough unless you've got a lot of time and a lot of space you're never going to be able to grow enough vegetables to um see your family over the entire year but you can definitely hack away at the cost of going to buy vegetables from the supermarket i mean i'll give you a perfect example for carrots you get in a, a packet of carrots about 400 seeds now you're not going to get 400 carrots from that packet of seeds but you'll get probably about 100 carrots over the year when you look at that it's about a pound for a packet of carrots if you go to the supermarket you look about a pound 20 for a bag for six seven carrots so you're going to save money along the way um and it obviously does help you get the 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 mental health benefits from it and also the money saving from it too but it really doesn't matter and the exercise the exercise of them the actual being out there and physically doing something which exercise doesn't have to be physical exercise in a gym moving around in the in your whatever space garden you have is is still physical movement oh definitely i mean don't get me wrong you're not going to lose three or four stone from it but being outside, just being outside as well is a, a big thing. One thing that I feel like I suffer a little bit and a, a lot of people suffer over for, for over winter from, and especially gardeners, is um, 
I think it's called seasonal something disorder, um, which is is not getting that sunlight and being outside. So as, as much as you can, just being out there really helps. And yeah, exercise wise, it does. It's the starter to something. It's like anything. If you're if you're just sitting inside all the time, then you're not going to start getting healthier. But just by popping outside, I always start my day 10, 15, 20 minutes a day outside doing something gets you started and then it builds up builds up throughout the year. So yeah, of course, I think I, I honestly I, I wish I found gardening earlier. I wish I did. And that's why But you found it. You found it and you've made an amazing career out of it and you're shaping a legacy for all the children that you now work with in, in, in all the things that you do. And you have you have your schools initiative and you have all sorts of wonderful things in your book that you are doing. So we know there's a huge link with children's early sort of habits. And you've mentioned there your early habit every day of going out and doing something. If children get in the habit of nurturing something that they're growing, then that's a really good habit to get into. If they can get into the habit of you know, growing food, not all of their food, obviously, but just growing something and then having the pleasure of, of you know, seeing something they've, they've planted actually come to be on their plate. And that, that deep rooted connection that we create then with our ability to understand where food comes from and to respect food. I think we start to respect the seasonality of food a bit more. It's not just, as you say, instant gratification in the supermarket, always there. We appreciate that strawberries are available in the summer, and you know, and, and that they taste better. And, you know, we appreciate that things come and go at different times. And it makes us more aware, not just of the food, but of the seasonality and the seasons and the world around us, which is never going to be a bad thing. No, exactly. My, my daughter's favourite um, thing to grow are strawberries. And to try and to explain to her that in the middle of winter, we can't go strawberry picking uh, for me, it was obvious, but but obviously because she gets strawberries all year round, uh, she didn't understand that. And it wasn't until we started growing those strawberries that she sort of understood how that works. It's like with our, our, our school plants, we're going to primary schools and teaching the children for pumpkins, for example, the effort that goes into growing a pumpkin. Yeah, we get all these pumpkins in um, in our supermarkets for like 50-odd P. Um, but the effort that goes into them, I can't even imagine what the farms come away from um, selling them in, into stores. Um, I think it's, it's important to show children the effort that goes into to growing these things. Yeah, so yeah, it gives that food respect then, doesn't it? And kind of, you know, not just it's just there, but actually understanding where it's come from and how it's got to that point and what's been involved in, in getting it to that point. And I think the more we can do to help to shape early childhood habits with food the healthier they're going to be and we, we you know we've explored that it's not just actually the fact they're eating fruits and vegetables that they're growing it's everything that comes with that it's that connection with nature it's even things like getting their hands dirty children should get their hands dirty you know there's there's no we've all been a bit scared of you know overly anti-backing the last three years etc but there's nothing wrong with children getting mucky nothing wrong at all oh I love it so much like we I never get children to wear gloves in in the gardens honestly because it's something about touching like just being in contact just with the soil is just amazing um and and you can see the difference i can see the difference from children when they wear gloves and the children when they actually really get their hands involved and they're more likely to get out there once they've it does now don't get me wrong it does take a while to get them started 
But once they're in there, there's no stopping them. They love it. Whereas the children that wear gloves, they're always going to be a little bit standoffish with it. And and that's the difference between it. It makes such a difference um, when you're outside. But yeah, I, I honestly believe like if we want children to eat more healthy, we just need to teach them about these these how to grow these healthy things. Where do they come from? That's the biggest thing, isn't it? It's it's, uh, it's about making them. I don't know, I hate this word, but fashionable. Yeah, well, there's a lot of work that needs to be done on that. I think, isn't there? But certainly in terms of the what you're doing and, and what what we're trying to see change is certainly moving in the right direction in terms of you know it's not all about the overly processed thing. It's trying to make children understand that actually what they eat will have a bearing on how they feel and on their health, not just now as as a child, but in the future. And if we can start to make them to see that and to understand the bigger picture with food, then we are set to have a healthier generation of children growing up, which is obviously what we want to see. Now, in terms of um, where people can find out about your school's programs and your book, could you just tell us, and um, we will pop some links up when the podcast is, is out, but could you just tell people where to find out more about you? Yeah, of course. You can find out more about the school's plan at schools, uh, schoolgardensuccess.co.uk, um, where we're getting into primary schools. And you can get the book um, on my website. There's, I'm called the Skinny Jean Garden, and there's not, well, there's not any Skinny Jean Gardens about. So if you just type Skinny Jean Garden in, I'll be all over the place. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lee, for coming to join us on this um, CPD podcast about making food connections to help shape food relationships. You've been listening to Louise's Health Kick podcast. The CPD series discussing all things health and nutrition to show you that food and health are intrinsically linked and teaching you how amazing you can feel. Find out more at www.thehealthkick.co.uk or read her book about how food shapes your child. Or why not get in touch on social media? And if you've enjoyed this podcast, why not like and subscribe to hear more? This is a 1386 audio production. 